Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, welcome into the Rick and Tom podcast. Rick Straub, Tom Jones, Tampa Bay Times. We are coming to you from Miami. Just outside of Miami Gardens, where we just watched the Tampa Bay Bucks defeat the Miami Dolphins 30 to 20 to move their record to four and six. And Rick, we'll talk about the Bucks victory and all that went into that in just a few moments. But let's get to to uh probably more important news, something that we found out about on Friday after we had we already recorded our podcast for, for that day. Uh, and that is these allegations that have come out against Bucks quarterback Jameis Winston. It was from an Uber driver from back in March of 2016 in Arizona. He was out there attending a, a charity event, and uh, he claims, or she claims, that that he groped her. And Rick, I, I mean, it's impossible for you or I to say what happened or what we believe or who know. Like, that there's still a lot to be sorted out there. But you've uh, you've covered this team a long time, and you're very close to this football team and this franchise. What kind of impact do you, do you see this is having inside of one buck place and with the bucks right now, if at all? Um, from a day to day standpoint, and, and maybe the team, I, I'm not sure it has. I mean, his his absence, you know, not being able to play because of the shoulder certainly is, has been different. But you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was won his second game uh, with the Dolphins. So um, that aside, I, I think what it has done, um, I. I think it's shaken the organization. I mean, it would have to, right? I mean, sure. here's a guy that, you know, you vetted, talked to, interviewed over 70 people, 75 people, uh, were convinced that, you know, he was the guy you wanted to be the face of your franchise. And up until the news broke that the NFL is investigating this uh, situation um, that happened back in March of 2016, you thought – uh, for all the world, he had done all the right things. We've written stories about, you know, how he's worked to rebuild his image and, you know, started a charitable foundation. And so now I think, you know, you, you create uh, with this, uh, you know, this second allegation, which Jameis has denied, um, sort of a sort of a, you know, a lack of trust maybe in some ways. At least it's been um, it, it's caused it into question. And there are so many questions about this latest incident, Tom, that, um, you know, the, the most fundamental one is, you know, he is claiming, Jameis is claiming that the Uber driver was mistaken, that he wasn't in the front seat. Um, you know, Ronald Darby, his former FSU teammate, who just happened to be a witness to the last sexual assault allegation, uh, said today that he was, in fact, in the car with Jameis, and they were both were in the back seat. A third passenger that was riding in the front seat has not yet been identified for some reason. So just a lot of questions, and the bottom line is this is not going to go away soon mm-hmm. uh, because now uh, the woman who has not been named, um, you know, has hired the attorney that used to represent Eric Kinsman, who, you know, uh, got a settlement in a civil suit against Jameis Winston. And the NFL, as you know, is meticulous in their forensic investigations of these things, and it's going to drag on well into the spring, probably into next training camp. And we won't know, you know, how they resolve it maybe uh, until, you know, sometime next July or August. Right. And she's claiming, just to be uh, just to be clear about this, she's claiming that Jameis Winston was the only one that was in a car at the yes. time, that there were no there was nobody else in the car with him. Uh, and according to her attorney, they, she'll have no more statement about this. She's not looking for any money, apparently. Now, who knows if that'll change in, in the in the future or if there's a, eventually a criminal case brought. But that's. Probably, uh, probably not going to happen. I'm guessing, but 
you're right, Rick. I mean, this is a thing I think that's going to hang over this franchise for a while. Now, does it, does it impact the day-to-day aspect of the team? Maybe not, but you know, I wrote a column for the Tampa Bay Times, Rick, and there's just this feeling of it's just this feeling of dread, I think, that's hanging over the franchise and, until this gets settled. And I'm not saying that guys are going to go out there and not play hard, and, and we'll get into the Sunday's game. They went out and they won a football game uh, on Sunday, so it, it couldn't have uh, had that great of an impact on them. But at the same time, Rick, there's just there's this sense of, is this it now? Is there going to be is somebody else who's going to has come forward at some point? Uh, can you trust this guy? I'll tell you what it did do. And Rick, you and I were talking about this earlier. If you're a national and this, and I realize there are more important things out there, including whether or not this woman something happened to her or not. But if you're a national company, if you're a, if you're Subway, if you're a, a Enterprise Rent a Car or whatever, you're not hiring James Winston ever again. I don't think anybody would. I think he's become toxic for some people around the National Football League, rightly or wrongly, fairly or unfairly. And I think because of that, Rick, I think there, this is going to sort of hang over him for, for sure and maybe this franchise for a while. Now, look, Ben Roethlisberger kind of survived it. Uh, Kobe Bryant survived survived something similar to different, this. Different era. Yes. Different that's, time and go. place. Good points. Yeah. You know, six so, weeks ago, we were in a different place as a nation. Right. And then the Harvey um, Weinstein story broke in the New York Times, yeah. and that's – that's certain, and then of course we've seen more since Look, then with Al Franken and then mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey and so forth. I'll just say this: that you know, with respect to the uh, national endorsements, I, they weren't coming anyway. Now you're right. Uh, anytime soon, uh, you know, Elder Ford or somebody may drop him, whoever, whatever uh, company he has locally. I mean, I I don't know. You know, certainly, you know, he's not going to be somebody that that people are going to take a chance on. I'll just say this: it's. Um, it's awfully. I've done this a long time, Tom, and and I truly don't have any knowledge of what happened at Florida State. I do know that you know when it was alleged to have happened, he had he was adamant that um, uh, that this was wrong that he didn't do it. Um, he managed to focus and compartmentalize things to the extent that he won a national championship and a Heisman Trophy. It did not really affect or seem to affect his play on the field or Florida State's for that matter. Um, and then you know. Uh, he seems, I mean, to me, I haven't spoken to him, but based on, you know, his attorneys and the stances that are being taken and, and the steps that are being taken, he seems as resolute that, you know, this, this did not occur, uh, with him in this instance, but for all the years that I've covered the NFL and covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there, there have been guys accused of some form or another of, of, uh, an unwanted advance or, um, something like that. I have not known a player really to have this sort of thing uh, be alleged once, let alone the same player twice. And that would be disturbing to me, particularly, you know, of all the people, Ron Darby. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Ron Darby, you know, was was almost a participant uh, and, and, and faced some, you know, some sanctions from, from FSU that, that he beat um, because him and another guy, uh, you know, were – doing some things at the time that Jameis was with Eric, Eric Kinsman that uh, they thought might get him thrown out of school. So, um, you know, to have this guy in the car uh, vouching for him again uh, for another charge like this uh, or accusation, I I don't know where it's going. I just know that the NFL, we've seen what has happened with investigations. There does not have to be a criminal complaint, let alone a prosecution. Mm-hmm. There does You have to cooperate, and when I say cooperate, I mean to the nth degree or Tom, you're Tom Brady, 
mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, by the other the other token, you know, if if you um, don't have a, a, a criminal charge, you could be Ezekiel Elliott. I, I just know that this is problematic because you're talking about the quarterback. You're talking about the face of the franchise, and yet before the game, Greg Allman uh, saw this, um, our, our partner for the Tampa Bay Times. You know, um, one of the Glazers, Darcy Glazer Katzowitz, you know, came up to Jameis on the sideline and put her arm around him before the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a symbolic show of support, if nothing else. Right. Like I said, Rick, I don't know where this thing's headed as far as I don't know if we're ever going to get to the bottom of it. I don't know if they're, if they're if we'll ever get a resolution to this case. It could. End oh, you'll up get a just, resolution. Well, I mean, it could end up in terms of like, it, well, the, this may be all Listen, that we ever find out. The league well, may decide not to prosecute or, or suspend. Well, or if they like if that. they do, I would think that there's you know there, I mean think about what uh, how much it really takes for the league to suspend a player. Not right. much. Not much. And we not saw Ben Roth, player. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. without a criminal case. But my, yeah. I guess my point is we may never get definitive evidence of well what actually happened. No, what actually happened. And yet I still think Rick that there are, there have to be people over. When I say people, I mean Jason Light and I mean the Glazers, who. Mm-hmm have to go to bed each night going, did we make a mistake here? I, I don't know that they're 100% convinced. Now, you're stuck now. You're sort of, you're all right, in at this right. point. What sure. are you going to do? You can't go back and redo the 2015 draft over no, again. They're not going to give you Mariota from Tennessee. <laughs> right. But um, but it's, it's and unfortunately, rightly or wrongly, like I said, this is something that every time the phone rings now over at one buck, you're like, please don't mm-hmm. let it be this again. And, yeah. um, and, and again, you're, they put a lot of trust and faith in him, and now uh, that trust at least has to be shaken a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying it's gone, it and I'm not saying that he doesn't have their support ultimately, mm-hmm. but it's a mess, Rick. It's a mess, and you don't want your the franchise quarterback, the face of your franchise, to be talked about by things other than football. Well, and the, and the timing of it couldn't be worse. I mean, you're in the midst of a four and six season. Um, he's trying to come back from an injury. You don't know if this team has a chance to get back to 500 and maybe. Um, sneak their way into some, you know, wild card scenario. Um, but on top of that, I mean, next year is he's going into his fourth season. Right. And at the end of that fourth season, you got to decide, are you picking up a rather substantial fifth-year option? And or uh, that would be the time that if he was productive and getting his team in the postseason, you'd be committing, I don't know, $100 million yeah, sure. uh, to your franchise quarterback who's going to be 24 years old. So, you know, there are a lot of ripples on this pond. And they haven't all come to shore yet, and it's gonna it's gonna take a while. Well, you mentioned too, yeah. You mentioned it's gonna take a while, Rick. You and I were talking earlier before the game about uh, when this all could go down, and if Bucks fans are sitting thinking the NFL is gonna wrap up this investigation in the next week or two, that's probably not gonna happen, right? Not a chance. No, they will meticulously uh, do a forensic analysis, and uh, when I say that, I'm talking about phone records. I'm talking about credit card records. I'm talking, you know, uh, uh, this woman's attorney, the Uber driver's attorney now, uh, who represented Erica Kinsman, is is asking, you know, for uh, also to check, you know, sort of like GPS devices on phones of Ronald Darby to mm-hmm. try to fi- try to find out, you know, if they can locate where he actually was. There's going to be, you know, wherever they were dropped off, if it was, say, if it was a hotel, a uh, place they were staying, because it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I assume you're going back to some place to spend the night. Um, you know, if it's the lobby of a hotel or if it's, a, you know, the drive-up uh, area, there's always, you know, videotape cameras. Um, right. and, and so they'll be looking oh, to see. The, the, the restaurant they went to might have a camera for all we know. I don't know. 
That's yeah, right. The drive-through restaurant would would certainly have a camera, but you again, you don't know how digitally how much this stuff is saved, how long right. can they can they go back into it and and, and try to find it. Uh, and so my, my point is, none of this is going to be done quickly, and that's bad for Jameis Winston. It's bad for the Bucks because you're starting next season and in, in next training camp, not fully aware of how, where this investigation is going. I mean, we know that Jerry Jones was trying to get the commissioner of the NFL thrown out of the league because he was convinced Ezekiel Elliott wasn't going to be suspended. Right. And suddenly the guy got six games, and then it was a week-to-week, you know, challenge the suspension, stay for a week, okay, you can play, all right, let's do it again, oh, yeah, you can play again this week. I mean, these are the sorts of things that with a quarterback, mm. with a franchise quarterback that um, are problematic is, is doesn't begin to cover it. Right. I'm sure much more is going to come over the next several weeks, several months regarding Jameis Winston, and we'll talk about it whenever, uh, whenever necessary. But uh, but that's the latest with Jameis, and he was at the game on Sunday. But as far as the game Sunday, uh, Rick, that might have been the ugliest football game that I've ever seen in my well, life. That's it not was true. You said the one week before was ugliest you'd ever <laughs> seen true. in your life. This one might have topped the. I, I don't. The We're Bucks start won. putting these things in buckets of water to see. Oh, well, never mind. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing was An awful. Old joke. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, this thing was awful, Rick. I mean, we got and the, the I thought you know, there were three teams that were bad out there on Sunday. The Bucks were bad, the Dolphins were worse, and worse than all, both of them was the officiating crew, which I thought I had a horrible day, and calling uh, too, many, yeah. too many, too many times. Too many points that didn't affect plays, but uh, but the Bucks find a way to win, Rick, and they win it with Ryan. They're two and zero with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. And who would have thought that, right? right. Uh, I don't even think if you, you know, gave truth serum to Jason Light and Dirk Cutter and said you're gonna have to play Ryan, you know, two games. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. That they would think they, he would go 2-0, and um, but he has. And, and, you know, he was much better, I thought, this week than he was against the Jets. I mean, he... Completed a higher percentage. I think it was around 275 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, no interceptions, which, if you've been following the Bucks over the last few years, has been the big deal, right? It's been turning sure. the ball over. They got five turnovers, um, including the you know the Stanford band play that ended up in the end zone with the Darius Glanton and a touchdown. But um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, at a time when – think about where this season was two weeks ago. You know, they were sitting here at two and six. Yeah, which is is a really dark place. I'm not saying they've dug them well, themselves out yet, but they were two and six. The quarterback was going to be laid up on the shelf. Um, that was gone, and you know, and and then and then this week, all this stuff blows up off the field. What Ryan Fitzpatrick has brought to this football team is calm. You know, the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they were joking in the locker room after the game. You know. Demar Dotson called him Grandpa, <laughs> yeah. and we told we told Fitzpatrick that, and then he walked back into the locker room. He looked at Dotson. He goes, "They said you called me Grandpa," <laughs> and uh, you know Dotson's like a nine year vet himself. So, yeah. um, but it was, but he's like, you know, I'll take that. You know, cool. I mean, that's fine. 
he's 2 and 0. That's the job. The job of the backup quarterback is to come in and try to find a way to win games. And tonight, you know, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, they had a 27 lead that should have probably been about 34 to 7 at halftime. And then they came out and in the third quarter never had the ball but seven plays. Defense couldn't get off the field. Miami comes back, Matt Moore comes in, goes nuts, throws for almost 300 yards, and all of a sudden they're in a dogfight despite the five, you know, four turnovers yeah. at that point and and all these penalties. So you know, he, he when he needed to, he made he made a, a, a game winning drive. He got the ball and, and some big contributions tonight from some rookies that were outstanding. You know what I thought happened in this game, Rick, a little bit is I thought Dirk Cutter tried at, at there were times in this game that I thought he tried to play around Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing a pretty good football game. But sure. he called the game like he had a backup quarterback in there because there were moments like you mentioned they had four turnovers in the first half i believe it were yeah. three three interceptions in the first half of jay cutler yeah and if i yeah and they had only they had, for a while they only had 13 points out of it. they ended up getting a, a right. tackle on our touchdown but and you were you and i both were mentioned they got really conservative when they got yeah. deep into miami territory it was almost like they're playing for field goals so again that's what mm-hmm. a coach does when he's trying to play around his backup yeah yeah you don't want to take chances you don't throw on first down. It was second and eight. Didn't throw on second and eight. You know, now it's third and six. And, um, you know, you don't complete a pass and you're kicking field goals. And um, and the funny thing was is that they made some aggressive throws and some big-time, you know, chunk plays in the air to get down in that position. And then once they got down there, they turtled. And right. I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where we got to come away with points. we got to come away with points. And you talk yourself, you know, in out of a touchdown and into a field goal. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, this game, I, I was pretty sure that we were going to be writing, you know, that they blew it. And, you know, defensively you talk about mixed emotions. I mean, you know, for all the brilliance of four turnovers created and there were some really good plays out there. And I thought Joe McCoy had a, had an unbelievable day with Monster a sack game. and Monster bunch game. of tackles for losses and just all, you know, a lot of quarterback hits and hurries. Um, the bottom line was they gave up chunk play after chunk. I mean, no one was covering a receiver today. I mean, no, no. one. And it was guys just wanting, I mean, you know, a 61-yard touchdown pass to, to tie it up. Um, you know, it, it was just, uh, uh, you know, Ken Stills had 180 yards. It was like the third most yards ever given up by, to a receiver in Bucs history. Say, like, yeah, he had the 61-yarder, but, okay, that's what about the other 120? Yeah, 130, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 120, yeah. you're right, yeah. And my math is bad. Jar- Jarvis Landry down. went nuts. He had he had a mm-hmm. big game. You know, they were chunk plays all yeah. over the place, long runs, long Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And but, the, but yet, the, yet they had some plays, too. McLean with a, just a brilliant mm-hmm. interception. In the, I think was that McLean or Evans? Evans had a, had a uh, Evans Smith, had sorry, one. Smith. McLean or Smith had one, and Evans had one. Justin Evans had one. Yeah. So and then and then yeah. So but and then it had a fourth and one stop, which was key um, mm-hmm. in a, in a situation. So they did nice things, but they also did crazily bad things. Um, but won the game, and that's you know we've seen the Bucks play pretty. We've seen them have a big second half in Buffalo and lose. Um, you know, and so it doesn't really matter. I mean, Dirk Cutter after the game. <laughs> was kind of funny if you see the video of him giving the game ball to Patrick Murray, which is great, and then and then he reminds his team. Before Pat gives us a speech here, <laughs> hey, no matter what they say, no matter what they say, we're 2-0 in the second half. They can say whatever they want. We did this, we did this, we did this bad, we did this bad. We're 2-0 in the second yes, half. Right? That's all that matters. And they are. They're 2-0 in the second half. Unfortunately, they were 2-6 in the first half. Right. 
I'm telling you, Rick, uh, you're going to tell me this. I know what words are coming. You're going to say, stop it. But you win in Atlanta next week. And then you Come definitely on, can win in Come on, stop <laughs> You can definitely win in Green Bay the week after this. Can they get they can get to six and six? I'm convinced they can get to six and six. Well, I don't look, they step up in weight class next week, okay? Um That's true. The Jets, the Dolphins. Um What, you're you know, you're the, telling me Jay Cutler and uh uh, and, and, and Josh uh, McCown. Josh McCown are not quite as good as Matt Ryan. They're not quite as good as Matt Ryan, and and yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And they're, and they're not playing as well. And you know, they didn't go to the Super Bowl last year um, like the Falcons have. And the Falcons are still in this thing. So yeah, it's uh, true. You know, the Bucks won up there last year, and uh, you know they they can do it. But they did it with Jameis Winston. They didn't do it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just think. That it'll be a much much harder you know test for them now if they somehow, and I'm assuming that Ryan is going to be the the starter for no other reason than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, for no other reason than you know Jason like saying that Jameis would probably be an extent, and then you kind of wonder too with what all that's swirling around him, uh, in addition to the shoulder, how quick you want to you want to take Fitzpatrick out. But um, if they were to get past Atlanta, I would tell you they're going to get they're going to beat Green Bay. Um, Green Bay with Huntley is not very good. And, you know, at that point, now you've got a three-game winning streak and a chance to get back to 6-6. Six and six. I I would think that that would, you know, the light at that tunnel would be so bright you'd really go for it. Last week, the Jets game, Rick, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he played okay. I, there were moments he played well, and there were clearly some moments he didn't play well. I thought he was a much better quarterback yes. Sunday against the Dolphins than he was against the Jets. Now, maybe the Dolphins' defense isn't as good as the Jets. I don't know. Maybe they played him, but I don't know. But when I look at – he seemed to be like a guy who was more comfortable. It was more accustomed to what was going to happen with his teammates. I was – I he did not at any time look at me like, oh, eh, that's, a, that's a bad quarterback right there. He looked okay. And I thought he looked better than he did the week before. And if they have to go into Atlanta next week and Jameis is – is not a hundred percent. I wouldn't play him. I'd play Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, I think they will, and I, I would agree with you. He had a much better game, and you know the one thing um, that you can see that you didn't see from Jameis was his ability to see the field and make decisions quicker. Um, and and you know still much like with Jameis, this is without the benefit of any running game at all. I mean, Doug Martin averaged two yards a carry today, and he had I was going to bring this damn up. near twenty carries. They cannot cannot run the football. 53 yards, Rick, on 24 carries. Yeah. Barely two yards a carry. Uh, and whether you think that's the running back or you think that's the line or, you know, they, they certainly, you know, throw away the whole toss play because they cannot get the perimeter ever. No. Um, with yeah, Doug first Martin. and 10 turns into second and 14 every time. Yeah, so yeah. They, they, they have a lot of uh, – now, you know, at least they try to stay balanced, and you're right, at times they played around Fitzpatrick. They didn't make him drop back 41 times, but – um, he was much better, and he got and he used he used everybody. I mean, you know, this is what Dirk Cutter's offense is supposed to be, where you have uh, these you know route combinations that you know if they want to double Mike Evans as they did today. Deshaun Jackson only had three targets all day. Um, you know, they they took away or tried to take away some players, and you know, then boom, he hits you with O.J. Howard or he hits you with um, Chris Godwin, and you know, Adam Humphreys was in the game a little bit. Um, Chris Godwin, by the way, is taken Adam Humphrey's spot. Yeah. And they played him some in the slot today. They got him on the field a lot. And Dirk Cutter likes the way well, he's He had to play the day on their final drive. He did. Um, it was a huge play. And O.J. Howard, have you – Rick, I don't know how many catches O.J. Howard has this year. I'm going to oh, say somewhere yeah. around, I don't know, 15, 
or something, maybe. Uh, that's a guess. It's a total guess. It might be around there. Maybe let's a little say more, it, a little let's, less. If it's about 15, I would say 14 of those, he is the most wide-open guy in the history of football. <laughs> I've, I've never seen anything yeah. like it. It's almost like he, like, like yeah. are you sure he didn't come off the bench and like was hiding on the sidelines and everybody missed it? I've never seen How do seen you a lose guy. track of a six-foot-five dude, right? I know, that's but he's the, so the wide biggest open. guys on the field, I know. Well, that's Dirk Cutter dialing it up with you know motion and play actions and, and that sort of thing, which is why you run the football, but... You're right. He's had three or four of these, you know, throwback across the field deals where he's fair catch in the pass for 40 yards. And, um, you know, he still ended up with three catches. He had one 25-yard touchdown called back. He was going to have a monster day, as Dirk Cutter said. Another one he dropped. But um, I think he's going to be a sensational player for the Bucks for years to come. And I think you can see um, sort of the talent. But, you know, five touchdowns already, Tom. I mean, that's it's not bad for a rookie at this point in the season. No, and uh, and for the day, Ryan Fitzpatrick, twenty-two of thirty-seven for two seventy-five, quarterback rating of a hundred point six. So take that. Yeah, absolutely take that. And, I, and look, overall, really good. Despite as you mentioned, the running game, and boy, I don't know. They, you know, I'm already reading some buzz on Twitter, Rick, about Doug Martin, and uh, did they make a mistake bringing him back? And he just hasn't had the type of year. Well, they didn't have expecting. a choice, did they? They no, they didn't. No, they didn't. But. Going and I don't know if they have a choice going forward. You well, have I don't to keep think. I, look, I don't see if you look at the production. I don't see how Doug Martin's on this team next year. No, but I mean for the last whatever six games or whatever is left, they they have to just keep. They have to keep. Oh yeah, well it's him, him, Peyton Barber, and Charles Sims. I mean that's who that's who you got. You know you're gonna right. have to you're gonna have to play those guys and maybe maybe the others get more reps or something. But uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 what that's what you're locked with now. Um, so anyway, so now they'll go to Atlanta next week. Uh, it's a uh, it's a Thanksgiving week. It doesn't mean anything to the Bucks because they'll just go ahead and uh, and work through it. You'll be working on Thanksgiving. Doesn't mean anything to me either, as it turns yeah. out. Yeah. No, exactly. So uh, so lots more coming up this week. Later on this week, you know, we know there was some college football over the weekend. Nothing nothing super stood out college football wise. Florida did beat what? UAB. Wisconsin's victory over Michigan oh, after that I didn't, didn't think stand we were supposed out. to mention stood out it. in my house. Well, yeah, I didn't think we were supposed to mention it since Steve Verstick's our producer and he's a Michigan guy, so I didn't thought uh, he thought was prepared to lay lose. off. Of, he was we prepared to lay off of that. Yeah, but oh boy, uh, Hornybuckle made some made some uh, made some plays in the passing game. Michigan was winning that game until Peters got hurt. Yes, they would have won if he was still healthy. Is oh, that how it works? Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll give him the we'll give him a victory then. Well, so, but anyway, the rest of this week we'll talk a lot more college football because it's a big week. It's rivalry week, and for a while, for the first time ever, the big game in the state of Florida is not Florida, Florida State, but it's UCF and USF. And like I called it, Rick, I said Temple was going to screw up everything and beat UCF. And I, what was that? What they win by thirty? I think it was UCF. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so no problem. Although USF Scott, a little bit, a little bit of a scare against Tulsa. I wasn't. Yes, expecting yeah, that, that was, was close. Scott Frost last game at UCF. Come on out. Uh, he'll be taking the job in Nebraska after that, apparently. <laughs> well, and there's says. some rumors out there about Chip Kelly, maybe uh, with the Florida Gators, although nothing official on that. How about UCLA? Hey, UCLA fired, yeah, Jim Moore. Which, uh, Jim Moore. To maybe me, Chip Kelly goes out there. That makes more sense. Chip mm-hmm. Kelly's a, apparently a West Coast guy and a UCLA job. UCLA's a pretty good job. I don't know mm-hmm. that it's Florida, but it's. I don't know that it's mm-hmm. not either. You know, I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll discuss more of that as the week goes on. We'll find out more if anything happens, more happens with Jameis Winston. Uh, I would be surprised if anything happens in the next few days with that, but we'll certainly stay on top. Oh, of that. would you? 
Would you be surprised? Yes. Yeah, so just okay. a oh, well, the Bucks are hoping there's no more surprises coming up. Yeah. I'm so. Sure. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter. The podcast Twitter handle is at Rick Tom Podcast. You can reach Rick at NFL Stroud. You can reach me at Tom W. Jones. And again, our thanks to our producer, Steve Verstick. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.